Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Pod Swaggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. After three weeks away from recording, nothing has happened. So good night, everybody. No, um, We're here to discuss everything, everything, all of it, every last fucking bit. We will start, I believe, in his home of Nashville, Michael Whidden. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a blanket on me. I have a big beard. I feel like Robin Williams and Jumanji. Just wondering what year it is. It's it is 2018. Do we designate what 2018 was? I don't care. It's 2018. Yeah, fucking fucks. That's what 2018 is. Sure. Uh, winds under the weather, so bear with them tonight. Uh, in Chicago, uh, Spencer. Hey, I feel fucking great. <laughs> if you want to me, talk to me after the show, I'll be fucking surprised. <laughs> oh, good for you. Which is surprising. Well, I, Nashville has like, I, I'm sure Nashville's not as cold as Chicago is, but Chicago, you guys are already getting pretty, pretty brisk and not until just today, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Even still, like I've been here long enough where it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. No, your, reason, your immune system is caught up. Yeah. The reason I'm the reason I'm sick is because I stayed up because we had tornadoes. Oh, yeah, oh, they hey. have those. Tornadoes, right? They suck. A, a Chicago tornado would just be a big funnel of food hitting everybody, <laughs> which actually just sounds fun. Uh, also in Chicago, speaking of a, a tornado funnel full of food, uh, Rich is here. <laughs> there we are. Yeah, I, I am uh, on the upswing of a little um, a little bug. But um, the main thing uh, I want to just address, apropos of nothing, uh, hey, if anyone out there still plays uh, Pokemon Go, uh, I got this field research where I need to like Jesus Christ, make three spit friends. It out. I gotta make three <laughs> friends. You play some nerd game and you want other. Oh fuck you! you some want, nerd game. You want other nerds to be your friends so you can get more nerd points. I just Rich need more nerd there. points. I'm excited with Spencer here because you were making this sound like this was gonna launch into like some Pokemon Go fucking pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but if you do just also want to send me some Bitcoin for my friendship, <laughs> then, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be, uh, yeah. Uh, tweet me for my, uh, Pokemon ID. Really pushing it here, buddy. Uh, and finally back on the show and also speaking of a tornado full of funnels of food in Miami, and, Miami Florida. And speaking of pushing it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm rusty. It's been a few weeks. What, what, what show is this? Who Who are you guys? Uh, this is Podswoggle. Uh, that doesn't even help. That's you, a actually. stupid name. <laughs> yeah, we us. should change it. <laughs> You're telling us. What's, what you been up to, man? Oh, fucking whole lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> ah, hey, we don't have that much time. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's been a few weeks since we were... Uh, up front, I want to just handle uh, handle a little business. So uh, Tope is not here. Tope, your current uh, Swoggle Squad champion. Um, 
thankfully, Tope used all of his powers uh, the last three weeks of the show. Um, I want to take this time to make sure that uh, everyone's aware of what's been uh, bestowed upon them, especially Augie, because Augie uh, is behind on everything. On everything. Because, yeah, just in life. I mean, I could have literally, I didn't even say that just now. That's a recording for me saying that four years ago. Like, like um, you texted me today, when, when did we get a website dedicated to our powers? I like it. Three weeks ago when Tope was like, I'm champion, y'all owe some shit, so I'm keeping track of this. Because literally, Tope owes nothing, and the person, me, Rich, and Spencer, owe three things. Uh, Augie owes five, and Widden owns six. So next Wednesday, uh, the the next uh, Potswoggle title tournament is streaming at 8.30 Eastern. And uh, if anybody, so if Rich, Spencer, or I, Rich, Spencer, or I, well, sorry, Rich isn't. If Spencer or I win the championship, as of right now, we would only have one power each. And Augie and Ruin would have no powers because they owe so much stuff. Well, I think th- there's two powers that I, I have to wait on you guys for. One is a whole oh, new right. world. Correct. Yes, I'm sorry. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's so okay. You're good on that one. So you would have one. And uh, Tope has to buy you green eggs and ham because you have to read it <laughs> sexily now. In case no, everyone's not aware, Tope amended that power. Instead of Augie just reading it, Augie has to read green eggs and ham sexy. Not that he wouldn't already. <laughs> like the whole has- book? <laughs> I'm too sexy for this ham Too sexy for green ham That's why I am Oh, oh God. I hope I don't become champion next week, Rich <laughs> Wait, hold on Is Right Said Fred just Dr. Seuss? Uh... Yeah, it's uh, Fred Geigel and said Geigel. They're, they're... <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Augie has to take a His last name is Geisel. Well, I thought it was Geigel. It's not. Thomas Geigel, I thought. Is it, Ge- is it, is it an S? Yeah, stop the podcast. This is important. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right, I am. Uh, Theodore, I'm pretty sure it's Theodore Seuss Geisel. Yeah. You are correct. Well, yeah. I mean, I've. I've read one or two of his books, I guess. Fuck me here, fuck me everywhere. Um, uh, I would not fuck you with a min- fox. At what minute marker did Potswoggle start talking about wrestling this week? <laughs> yeah, this, is for, this is for you, Tope, when you're doing the, whatchamacallit. I'm getting there uh, as soon as I fucking read these powers to Augie. Ice bath waiting a snow cone. Commentary on Hogan Warrior Havoc 98. So there you go. There's, there's wrestling for you. Uh, a whole new Japan, which you're waiting on Spencer for. Uh, and, of course, eating half a bag of kale and doing 100 push-ups. Of, of course. Yes. I, I need to hear how that came about. Okay. It's, it's maybe the best game of it's all in, time. And it's incredible. And the reason why Spencer has to eat a uh, – uh, I think actually has this reversed. Spencer's the half bag of kale and 50 push-ups. Augie, you're the whole bag of kale and 100 push-ups. <sighs> Yeah, he has it wrong on the website because Spencer actually even... earned next to last place in the game. Yeah. You weren't there. That's why you got last place in the game. Where do you even buy a bag of fucking kale? <laughs> Did I not fucking call it? Did I not tell you guys? He had no idea what kale was. Augie Artelis. <laughs> uh, Spencer, you also owe with Rich the King of the Ring 2000 commentary. Uh, Rich, yeah. uh, you have to eat one Baconator if you haven't already. Did you say you were going to do that? It's... I've located a Wendy's, okay? <laughs> Get off my ass. Fine. Spencer, do you want to knock that commentary out this weekend? Yeah, probably. Cool. I just nice. keep forgetting about it. It's so Same. easy to do. Yeah. And then uh, I have to... Uh, I'm done, actually, for the most part, with my CM Punk pipe bomb erotica. 
in that I wrote it in 2013. Um, <laughs> uh, I have to record the Sasha Banks thing, so I'm going to knock that out tomorrow on my day off because I took a whole day off to prepare for it. And I have to watch Peter Rabbit. Witten has to buy it for me. Witten, if you just want to Venmo me five bucks, I'll buy it on Black Friday. Cool. Um, yep. And then uh, Witten, I don't have enough time. Uh, <laughs> uh, letter writing, mayonnaise smashing, book, exotic book reading, eyebrow threading, Britney Spears watching, booty gaining. Uh, that's... You know the long and the short. Rolex wearing. <laughs> Those are some like Joe Bob Briggs like drive-in totals right there. <laughs> oh man, I would love to see that shitty Ric Flair bootleg character from whatever Witten just was. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do squats while I read erotica. Get two and one done. Smart. Squat erotica. <laughs> so all that done and up front. Uh, yeah, I feel like the last time we did news. Uh, Widen jinxed the world because he's like, he, on what on one of the podcasts, Widen made a joke that was like, "Oh my god, do you believe insert wrestler here did insert thing here?" And then like several things happened, <laughs> those things could kind of been fit into. Uh, where do you guys want to start? I I want to start. Should we start on a high note? Yes. Or yeah, let's, let's start. On a, let's. Let's start on a high note with evolution. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot that it's it's been that long since we've actually fucking. <laughs> yeah, evolution was the uh, the best besides the rumble, the best WWE show of the year, right? That's probably true. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was the best. I hate to get immediately negative. It was the best uh, uh, booked, best mm. performed show. Mm. Uh, arguably one of the worst produced shows, as far as it was basically a house show. Yeah, in terms uh, of production, yeah, you're right. Yeah, when I saw the scale-down stage and the metal barricades, mm. that fucking sucks. By evolution, do they mean that they have to start, like, <laughs> in the early 90s with pay-per-views and then work their way up to, like, full barricades and right. full, like, sets and shit like that? Like, I didn't necessarily it, find it when I found out that it was the NXT production crew running the show because besides the aesthetics of that... Everything else about the show was on fucking point from the the lighting scheme. The, the lighting the, was good. The camera, the camera work, work was everything. also good. I noticed that specifically. Yeah. Um, well, cover the ropes. I know the ropes are like all white or something like that. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know I mean, are. if they were all white, that's not a uh, super outside the box thing to happen. I, but. I don't know. I just, I kind of, the rope stood out to me as well. I just, I thought the same thing. I was just like, okay, it doesn't seem like a, Typical. I liked that it was different. At least. I won't. I won't take. I won't take that it was kind of dressed down. But it wasn't the same fucking set that every fucking show has. Yeah. I which, will almost take that over it being. You'd almost say it was like three fourths the amount of the set that the that a men's pay per view would get. <laughs> which. Yeah, like seventy cents on a dollar. Go... Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. Every... Were, were you guys uh, were you guys excited about the show? Like, cause I went in yeah. honestly, like expecting. I wasn't expecting much. I was expecting, I was like, all right, this is the first show. You know, they, they're going to get, you know, they guess their, their feet under them, whatever the hell. And it actually was fucking pretty good. I just didn't go in with high expectations. So I thought maybe I thought, you know, because I went in with no expectations, was it better than I thought because I went in with those expectations? Yeah. I, go ahead, Spencer. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Augie. Like, I was expecting them to kind of, like, saw them up the river because, like, like, first of all, it was already, like, a make good in the first place for a show that they sh- <laughs> never should have happened. And then <laughs> part two of that same show was like the next weekend after evolution. So it just felt like they probably, I felt like they wouldn't care. Um, so yeah, I was, I, I was surprised when Becky and Charlotte uh, actually put on like, you know, 
one of the matches of the year, probably. The, yeah, uh, arguably awesome. the best main roster match of the year. Yeah. Um, they, uh, I, I, I exactly that way. Augie like to go over it very, very quickly. Trish and Lita were good, but not at the level of the other girls. So I was like, I'm not sure how this is, that match is going to turn out. The, the WrestleMania battle Royal was a mess, but that battle Royal was actually very good. Mm-hmm. Ronda and Nikki had as good of a match as I expect them to have. Becky and Charlotte tore the house down. NXT was great. Mayhem Classic was great. Like, yeah, like on paper, I was like, it'll be fine. But actual execution, I after the Rumble, it was my favorite WWE pay per view of the year from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, yeah, same here. I, I think it'll be annual, which will be good. Um, Tope had kind of mentioned in our Discord and other things, like he thought maybe it was testing out like a female brand and i don't i i i don't think that's the case and i really hope it's not because nothing to me would make them kind of stand out any worse than like all right we'll just give them their own thing like no they should be fully integrated with the product that we have yeah and stuff like the may young class uh, not the main classic the mixed mass challenge shouldn't be like a facebook special it should be like we should be just getting that shit on raw all the fucking time mm-hmm. like that's how it used to be when they got no time whatsoever, let's get it back to just them being fucking people, <laughs> you know, like just fucking fully functioning people on a day in and day out basis. Yeah, totally. Um, what, one weird thing though, if we're uh, if talking about mixed match challenge stuff, it's kind of hard to do a like the standard like gimmicks and um, like plot points of a tag match when the stipulation specifically says only women can be in the r- ring with women. You know what I mean? Like, there's not really such a thing as a hot tag, really, anymore in, in right. that kind of a match. So it's kind of like, uh, like, stop beating around the bush. Like, well, do it or don't. That's why I kind of like what the what they've eventually become is they are essentially uh, uh, dark matches. Like, yeah, every week the house you see show different. They're house show matches. Yeah, every week you see like different, just like fun bits that they're doing. Which is essentially what happens at house shows. Like you get sure. all sorts of like just stuff that's you know basically non canonical, right. and and yeah, you could just kind of like get away with doing that. Whereas like you wouldn't get all of that fun stuff on a Raw or a SmackDown. Yeah, that's true. They've been dipping their toes. So you figure this calendar year they had, I think it was this year they had like the Sandy spot at some NXT show where like Nikki Cross got like sandwiched in between like two members of the teams and like taken out. Of course, like the ankle lock on Stephanie at WrestleMania, like they do little shit like that. I feel almost like dip their toe into like testing people's reaction nowadays to like if they could ever go back to that. I mean, we could have the intergender wrestling talk for hours and right. plenty of plenty of mediums have. And I can give you 10 reasons why I'd love it and 10 reasons why I'd hate it. Um, an actual an interesting one that kind of came up, and I wanted to get uh, a specific thought on it. Now that we know that Johnny Gargano is the worst human being in professional wrestling, um, in storyline <laughs> wise, um, I think everyone would agree with that. No, uh, <laughs> I mean you're perfectly justified to me. I, <laughs> I mean, in, in a world where Hulk Hogan comes back to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'd love to join you on this this little kayfabe uh, journey, but I just can't quite get there. All right. Despite a couple oversights. Yeah. Yeah, with a few exceptions, Uh, yes, he's the worst. Um, But there's a really interesting theory that I want to get kind of Rich's opinion on that 
that he's just covering for Candace, who ultimately is the one that did it. That's fun, and I like that idea. Uh, if they haven't already established her as a frail wife, basically, yeah. I was, um, well, I was kind of excited about because I thought that was a way to kind of pivot and make that not the case. Sure, like, I would, I would love that, but yeah, and then you have to kind of go whole hog on. I mean, that's the match. It's well, Alistair like, and Candace. I'd lose, <laughs> I'd lose my goddamn that, mind. The payoff pay to that is that Candace gets her face kicked off. Like, that's where it would have to go. But I, I don't know. I, I, it kind of read because there, there's. it seems too easy, like, that that's already done. You know what I mean? That and also I am I'm more so in support of just letting Johnny be Johnny and letting Candace be Candace. Sure. Oh, no, absolutely. I... I because they never were a thing outside of NXT. Like, they just so happened to... They wrestled each other all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I and I, I am definitely agreeing with that, because it's holding Candace back to what she could really be contributing and doing. Yeah. Has she ever... Um, she had, like, a match? Yeah, like, she's she, had matches. Cool. Okay, because I remember the one with, like, Zelina Vega, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and she won that one, because it was the payoff to, like, the Almas feud after uh, Johnny got, uh, got reinstated and almost got called up. But since that, she's pretty much just been used as like a jobber to the stars under the guise of she's losing these matches because of everything that's going on with her husband. Like she's been beaten by Bianca Belair. She's been beaten by, I think, Dakota Kai. Yeah, she's distracted. Like, she's, she's, yeah, she's lost almost all of her matches. Not that there's been a lot of them, but when she does, like she's losing. I think Baszler choked her out again. Yeah. Are they doing that to like so as to not overshadow like the story they're trying to tell with Johnny? Because like they're kind of pain, they they pin themselves into a corner a little bit. Like, do they feel like they can't have both of them be on fire right now in two separate storylines? I think so. I mean, especially if they're trying to tell like this descent into evil that Gargano like is like losing himself. Right. Like, you can't have. I guess his wife out there just like fucking plucky underdog picking up some wins. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I mean like like slapping slapping the hands and you know <laughs> You like they set themselves up to have that. Like there was a point where it was just a backstage interview and they asked Candace, like, hey, what about this? What about that about Johnny? And she was basically like, He's gotta do his thing, I gotta do mine. Yeah. To paraphrase and But they didn't just And like it. you could have just done that. Totally. I mean, they're basically doing it with like Dean and Renee, like yeah, yeah, on commentary, totally. they straight up ask, like, "Hey, what's is what's he been up to?" She's like, "I don't know," which is kind of <laughs> great. That's just a shoot, though. Like, she doesn't know what he's up to. <laughs> Ambrose sure. is insane, but it works both ways, is what I'm saying. Dean Ambrose <laughs> didn't own anything to hang on a wall until he met Renee Young. <laughs> Um, Augie, are you are you keeping up with with NXT at all? Nope. Last every time, the only thing that I keep up with is when it's a when there's a pay per view match. So yeah, I was no. half, <laughs> half expecting to say the last thing I remember from NXT was Bo Dallas was champion. I'm like Augie, come on. Uh, so we have so we have Takeover coming up, of course, in a couple weeks with Survivor Series. Um, War games. War Games 2, a traditional, traditional War Games, it looks like, four on four, as opposed to the three, three, and three, which I'm excited for this go around. 
uh, a badass title match. I we just mentioned a badass like main event undercard grudge match, Gargano and Black, and then uh, some combination of Ono or Riddle and Ono and Keith Lee probably, <laughs> and whatever else and whatever. That's yeah, I think that's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds yeah. pretty fucking good. I think it's yeah. gonna be a good show. Um, and that's not to say that Survivor Series is gonna be bad either. Uh, Survivor Series is looking on paper, just like last year, pretty nice. I mean, so we got Brock and AJ again, and that was great last year. We got Ronda and Becky, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, We have Nakamura and Rollins, which we've never had ever. And now we have AOP in the bar, which I'm like, surprisingly, fuck yes on. (laughs) That's surprisingly, like you hear that and you're like, hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, because you consider on ringside will be the big Their managers, show and yeah. Maverick. <laughs> Which is be great. Wait, the, the big show is managing. Uh... He's like kind of their corner man, basically. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's basically. They're called like what are they called like show bar or bar show. Oh, like, there's no. The, like, that's literally all it is. Every time the big show's on a tag team, they just slap his name on whatever's already going on. And that's the end of it. You had Where's Jonas. Where's the bow? Jerry... <laughs> what was that? Where's the bow? <laughs> um, and then all the Survivor Series matches, uh, which is good considering that wasn't the plan at all. None of this was the, the plan. Um, so what I wanted to bring up was uh, we normally kind of talk about this around this time of the year. What the fuck does WrestleMania look like uh, now with everything that's Oof. happening? which we kind of are, are going to get into here in a, in a few minutes. But the combination of that news and also the injury bug that's starting, like this is that time of year. So now we have Triple H out because mm. he, had, he had to carry 155 years of age around him. <laughs> we have Ron Strowman, who apparently has two horrible knees already. Uh, who else just went down? Um, I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if you guys have already talked about this or what have you, but uh, any chance of a surprise Roman comeback, or is it too soon? No, it's it's way too. Soon. Yeah, it's probably not gonna happen. Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, you figure we haven't talked about it at all, and that's yeah. what I was kind of alluding to that we'd talk not, about in a few minutes. But it's not really like a timetable. So he'll be out, things, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, so I mean, he's definitely. There was somebody who had like a, a squared circle post that was like, "I had a friend who dealt with this situation and with everything going on, and like then you tack into the account like the physically like getting back to where you were. They're like, if it's 2019, they'd be flabbergasted. Like this is so, like a long term thing. So let me let me ask you, were there? Because I didn't know any of this stuff, and I don't know if anybody else. Were there any reports of any of this stuff before? So they kept this so, like really well hit. Right, so let's get into this now, and then we'll kind of make our way back. So there was a big ass news story that somebody was like leaking on Twitter that weekend that Cena and Brian were pulling out a crown jewel, and that Roman had been off house shows because he was injured, and. Everyone was just kind of hush-hush about all of it, but everyone was focusing on Cena and Brian because that seemed to be the bigger story. If Roman was dinged up, he got pulled off of house shows. Okay, you know, whatever. So then I 
I don't know to this day. I have no idea why after weeks and weeks of just not watching Raw, I was like, I'm just going to watch the start of Raw. And I turn around and he comes out in his street clothes, which he never does. And we've been talking about for fucking ever that Roman should just come out in fucking suits and street clothes because he looks like a badass when he does. And he looked like a badass when he did. And there was just something about it to me that was like, fuck, something's up. But you, of course, you don't think it's to that extent. You just think it's, uh, you know, oh, he's actually fucking hurt and he's going to relinquish the title. Hmm. You know, you could just tell. Um, and then you go back and watch it afterwards and people have pointed out like him taking in the moment of the crowd booing him for like the last time in his entire life, mm-hmm. uh, which was something cause he's like, fuck, I'm going to miss this. This was fun. Like I loved you fuckers hating me. Um, and then like, he like says his name and then launches into it. And immediately it was just like, I, I messaged Tope and I messaged you guys to tell you if you weren't watching, you should watch. Like, this is one of the biggest fucking wrestling news stories ever like this doesn't happen like this is significant um and it's significant because also it it kind of put it into perspective and immediately has changed his legacy forever in all the right ways and it's exactly what he didn't want to have happen and that's why it's a positive legacy change because they like we've talked about privately think of everything that they've done to get Roman Reigns fucking over. Yeah. Think of all of it since for five straight fucking years. And this was something that they never went to by all accounts because he didn't want it to go there. He wanted to earn everything that he got and put up with everything they had to deal with. And then now, because he's had to, they've had to go there. Um, and somebody who by all accounts not a single person has a negative thing to say about ever. So, yeah, no. Long story short, no, Augie. Nobody knew. <laughs> to the point where the only people that knew in the company were Vince, Triple H, Kevin Dunn, Roman, and I think one or two other people. Like, Dean and Seth's reaction is pretty close to legitimate that they found out pretty, pretty not far off from when he went out there. And then you put into context everything that happened at the end of the night, which I want to get to. So yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's nuts. I mean, like it, it's it's we've never covered anything like this before, and it sucks that it has to be somebody as as good and as valuable and as decent as it is. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been talking for a really long time about it. Does anybody have any perspective or comments on it? I, I mean, just like when I got all the texts, I was just like, "What is going on?" And I finally looked at it, and like, I probably haven't been—I probably haven't been that shocked since Taker lost at WrestleMania 30. Like that was just—I just stopped what I was doing. I just went shit. And my wife was like, "What?" I told her she she just stopped what she was doing. Like, like just hearing all that and knowing what I know in the medical field, everything that you pretty much said, like if it's 2019, if it's even 2020, I'd be flabbergasted. He may not wrestle again. And that is, that that's a sad thing. And it's very unfortunate, but that the fact that he did not want to advance that storyline, that he just wanted to keep that secret 
you just you just look at it and you're just like it's like all it's like all the bad things you can say about him are just are are just gone. So okay, so Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh anybody else? Brock Lesnar has the Universal Championship again. <laughs> So that leads me back into the conversation I want. I was starting to have before you wanted to get clarification. So it leads us to where we are at now, uh, unfortunately, with a big gaping hole every single week and a big gaping <sighs> hole at the top leads us into WrestleMania. Because whatever validity to the Roman Rock rumors were, I mean, unless... I'm, Unless The Rock really wants to give all of Hollywood a heart attack and get bounced around by Brock Lesnar for 10 to 15 minutes. Like <laughs> That's they wanted, never going like to happen. They, that was the plan. Was that not the plan? How, what year was that the plan? Was that the plan for 30? I when do was, not recall. Because remember that there was a thing where like he went through like headquarters <clears throat> looking for Triple H and he stopped at like the poster of The Rock on like the wall and like kind of like nodded at it. It had to have been 30 because Rock wrestled Cena at 29 and then blew his asshole out. And then they were like, all right, no more no more wrestling, Rock. So it must have been. So that was the plan four years ago, five years ago. And if, if the whole reason for doing Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella was it's your two most mainstream recognizable stars wrestling one another, well, there's your two out of three most recognizable mainstream stars wrestling each other. It's not ridiculous mm. i mean it is ridiculous yeah it's pretty ridiculous. It. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they always had good, they, they had two good matches together i mean like you know they, they they work well together um i don't know what it is because now this braun injury thing has popped up and makes sense why they do it to brock if they're worried about braun I, uh, I, yeah I, sure that makes sense I, I well i mean it doesn't because i think ultimately they want some kind of basically I think this winds up with either Drew McIntyre tell me I was going to say that nine years ago um, or it's going to end up being part of the Seth and Dean program is ideally where that should go to one of those two avenues but in the in the short term they're going to go with the fucking guy that unfortunately does drive fucking attendance and buy rates and stuff. So what you think it'll be like a triple threat or something, Seth Dean and Brock? Um Will they do that for Mania, a triple threat like that? No, I don't think they'll do that. I think based on what I saw today that Brock is now signed through Mania, mm -hmm. I already hate what I just said because <laughs> that's probably not what they're gonna do. Uh but it was rumored that he was gonna be working Braun again at the Rumble and then wherever that goes from there. Um, they obviously are, are protecting McIntyre more, basically protecting McIntyre just like they've done Braun the past couple years, and it's working great. And Seth, the Seth and Dean story is going to be the hottest story on Raw. So it's the kind of thing where sometimes they feel like those stories need the title. They feel like sometimes the story doesn't. I just don't know who who Brock would wrestle at that point. Like, there's nobody who can get another Brock and Braun match at Mania. Like, that's just impossible. Question. Hopefully an answer. Has Brock and Batista ever wrestled each other? I'm glad you reminded me about that. They have not. And that goes to uh, two points. Well, three. Batista always wanted it. It goes back to my mainstream point. And Triple H 
could barely beat Vince McMahon back from tearing his quad. So I know where he's going to come back from a separated shoulder that quickly or a torn pack. So if Batista is signed up and blocked off, do you have something for Batista to do? Would they let yeah. Batista win the belt? Yeah. I mean, they would let make anything good happen. Last time. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> here's a, here's what I'm going to posit. Last time. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't know, trends. If you're just looking at trends of, like, oh, we need to throw somebody in here mm. for a reason or no reason. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Okay. Shane McMahon. Again, they wanted to do it. Brock said no, though. That's the difference. I think I wasn't. I wasn't serious. Well, I, but the thing is, I, though, the thing is, though, yeah. The thing is, he's the best in the world now. <laughs> how how long was uh, Goldberg? Shane should champ, start coming out to uh, coming out to fucking uh, cult of personality. I, uh, they still own it. No, Punk owns it. Fuck them. Punk owns it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, how long was, how long was Goldberg, Goldberg champion for? Just for the month. He won it the month before Mania. He won it at Fastlane, yeah. and then he lost it at Mania. It was like four weeks. So to me, uh, that's the answer to Spencer's question. Is like they can give Batista the belt and then just turn around and give it to somebody else right afterwards. Sure. Yeah. If they, if they, I think he basically, if he signed up for a Mania deal, they can be like, "Hey, Dave, can you hang around for a month before you have to go do your C string for Avengers?" <laughs> Nothing. He's bitching at everybody about fucking Avengers. So you know, what would be I mean, cool. If he like wants ba- to do it. Batista beats Brock, first of all, I think that would be a cool match, and it makes more plaus- it's more plausible to me than Rock. It was never done on the main roster. It's le- legitimately one of the few dream matches they have left of all their legends. So, so let's say he he wins, and then yeah, how's the belt for a week or two or whatever, and then Strowman like you know ambushes him or something and beats the shit out of him, something like that. Yeah, you know, and it gets Strowman's heat back. Sure. Or, again, if you have McIntyre set up, that's the guy that you could finally have McIntyre cash in on. Yeah, sure. If Ambrose wins the thing with Rollins, you have that. Like, there's plenty of options. And Batista, as evident by his last run, has no problem putting anybody over because he literally put everybody over for his big comeback. Yeah, and the, re- so and, the reason, and the reason I asked that question was because, in a way, Brock Lesnar, in his matches with him wrestling, has kind of become a little bit of the dilemma we were dealing with with Taker at Mania. It's like Brock like Brock has not been beaten clean. Um, I mean, Roman beat him, but that was because of Braun and everything like that. So if you're going to have somebody beat him clean and carry that notoriety, that's that's why I said Batista, because that would that would be perfect yeah. in a way. In, in a way, I mean, it's not ideal, but right. yeah, it's still it's still somebody that we always thought Taker would get would make somebody, and he did. But it was somebody who didn't necessarily need to get made; it just super made them. So right, but this, yeah, but this is the hand that you have. You you wanted a you wanted a royal flush, and you have two pairs, so you got to go all in with what you got. Yeah, this is all under the assumption that Lesnar doesn't lose the Universal Title to Daniel Cormier. <laughs> <laughs> So just like you knew know, that was gonna get I would up. fucking love that if, <laughs> if, if Vince was, on the line. If Vince and Dana were like, "Yes, we're doing this," but <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the 2018. We say this every year, but legitimately has been insane. What a better way to end the year or start 2019 yeah. than having a UFC WWE unification match? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that'd be so sick. It's, <laughs> at this point. It's what are, like, what are the, the rules? 
Like, what are the rules? <laughs> it's Brawl for All. It defaults the Brawl for so All. Is it, is it a Lion's Den? Is it a Lion's Den match? I, I, I'd I be in if it's a Lion's Den match. Everyone would be in. Rich will be in from the front row. Rich is never going to see six sides, but you better believe Rich will be there for the next Lion's Den match. Hell yeah. Uh, that'll probably be Shane McMahon. Um, <laughs> and I, I, to answer, to seriously answer your joke suggestion, Rich, uh, yeah, I, I think it's obvious after SmackDown last night that Shane will be blocked off with either Miz or Brian for the next several months for Mania in that's, his glorious heel push. That's a a fun little story they're starting to tell between Miz and Brian. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of like I could stand up fantasy booking type like mind scenarios right now of where I hope that goes. There's there's a lot of good things going on on SmackDown right now. You got the oh, yeah. man Becky Lynch. Yep. Which is maybe my favorite thing going on in North American wrestling right now. As it should be. She's absolutely crushing it. Yeah. Yes. On a daily basis. I won't even yes. say a weekly basis, but no. like social media, uh, uh, you know, every other avenue like, she has, she is. She's killing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They gave they gave her you know the baton and she was like, I'm not going to let this go. I, yeah, I've been is, in the company for how long? She's not running with it. She is like Sonic. Yeah. Just like fucking speeding with it. Yeah. Um, the Usos are starting to get a little shine back. Just mm-hmm. literally beat AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan like three straight weeks and are captaining the tag team Survivor Series match. You got R Truth having his 900th life. Um, <laughs> uh, you have... We're going to be like bouncing our grandchildren on our knees watching an R Truth match yep. with our grandchildren. Yep. Our truth is gonna yes. Our truth is gonna speak at all of our funerals for some reason, and he'll also outlive every single fucking one of us. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good shit on SmackDown, but like I have this wonderful image of like that Survivor Series match, like the Miz like pushing Daniel Bryan out of the way to take a shot, mm. and like like Bryan like re- kind of like being like what. Like I want this to end with like a mutual respect type thing. I don't want there to be any swerve or then like keep fighting. Like yeah, it's been long enough. Let's have these two dudes like. That's like, its natural conclusion. Is it is yeah is them just reconciling and and just like having uh, an understanding with each other. I mean, they have yeah. the same move set. It only makes sense. <laughs> well, now exactly <laughs> yeah, now. Uh, the uh, the the story. F- Truly ends when they both retire and become NXT coaches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be man. And then Daniel Bryan goes on like the challenge. <laughs> I don't think he'd pass the physical for the challenge. CT would eat him. Well, that'd be his nickname, CTE. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, beautiful. I'm... Beautiful. Uh, how old is CT? I need to look this up. I want to. I want to honestly know who's older, CT or R Truth. I know it's R Truth, but it's, yeah, it gotta be R Truth. But I, you could tell me CT was forty-eight too. Nah, like, CT's gotta be like I would say thirty-one. There ain't no fucking way. No, no, <laughs> I, no. I'd say thirty-eight. All nah. right, all right. Let's explain to Spencer who CT is. CT Fletcher. <laughs> who? What? I'm just throwing on names. CT Fletcher. <laughs> he's a he's like a bodybuilder guy. 
Uh, no, uh, CT is a uh, man. I'm not even gonna say his real name. Fuck that. Oh, who shit? Who said 38? You nailed it right on the head. Damn, gotcha. Yeah, nailed it. Nice. Yeah. 38. Uh, no, he's the most jacked and scary individual that was ever on uh, the Real World Road Rules Challenge, the mm. the fifth professional sport in America. My best draft pick I've ever had of a non-wrestler. Yes. Johnny Bananas is only 36, though. So he's like Finn Balor. It's like, oh, okay, he's kind of getting up there, but, you know. <clears throat> Speaking of reality CT shows Tam- and Johnny's. Chris Tamburello. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of reality shows and Johnny's. Survivor, anyone? Uh, uh, yeah, dude, I watched like half of an episode the other day with Rich. Like he was like finishing it up, and I came over. It rules. Yeah, Survivor's Survivor's legit, and it sucks because <laughs> it's uh, it's like the one thing my wife has over me that she's never missed like a second of this show. And here she comes. Go back to your room. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, the thing is, like, if if anyone like wants to make fun of somebody for watching Survivor or like wants to make fun of it, they probably actually haven't watched it no, since yeah, they yeah. were like in fourth grade in nineteen ninety nine. Like, that's one hundred percent me. The show's it's good. Like, as I was watching, I was like, oh, this is just like a really good game. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Jeff Probst is the best host in the nation. Yeah, if not the world. Uh, and and to just bring it back to this season and and the reason why I brought it up. Johnny Mundo is playing one hell of a game. <laughs> he might win this thing. He's like, on nobody's radar. Once it gets to individual challenges, he's fucked because he's going to win the first like two immunity or three immunity yeah. challenges. They're going to be like, okay, we need to get this fucking asshole out of here because he's yeah. going to win every single one of these. But they're more than halfway through the uh, the, the show, and he's yeah, still hanging in there. Yeah. Well, they're merging next week, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Which is shocking because of how poorly he played the politics in WWE his whole career. Sorry, Johnny. You've been on the show. You're a friend. <laughs> but you know you were bad at that. Well, that's why he's so good now is he's like, he he's learned. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, although, although the way he's playing this year of Survivor is definitely not how you play WWE politics. Like he is like laying low and just being friends with everybody. And he's yeah. not being cutthroat at all. So. No, he's like broing it up with the bros. He's nerding the it up with the nerds. The Brochachos, which is also just a good stable name. Like, yeah, yeah, actually. How, how have there not been any Brochachos in wrestling already? I look forward to when this season is over, like straight up. What's the other guy's name? What's the, the SWAT team guy? Is it Dan or whatever? Yeah, he was like from Dan. the Gainesville PD. He's the hot the hot Gainesville cop meme from a couple years ago. Oh, that's him? He's, what? He's the, non-racist, he's the non-racist one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so I can't wait for Dan to train. And Christian to be a manager. Christian to be a pretty good manager. Yeah. My, Samantha is staring fucking fire through me right now. <laughs> that she's not being allowed to speak <laughs> about any of this. Like, the worst combination for just you having to be under the same roof as Sam with Zack Ryder being on Survivor, right? <laughs> or Hell's Kitchen oh. or something like that. Oh. Hold on, let me put my finger down. Or Chopped, I mean. <laughs> uh, no, in order... Uh, Amazing Race would be the worst in okay. terms of what I'd not want to see Zack Ryder on. Uh, then Survivor, oh, because he'd get blown out immediately and... because he couldn't bring any fucking action figures with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, I have and, no... And, <laughs> and, and he'd never get the flint because he's got no heat. <laughs> Ooh, that's a straight-up z Long Island story joke. Um, thank you for that segue, Hawkins, as you are the Hawkins to my writer, Rich. Um <laughs> 
uh, the third episode of Figured Out's on YouTube. I hate that I watch it as soon as it hits online. Um, yeah, no, it's great. It's 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 so damn good. Um, it's just good to see Johnny Mundo, fucking Impact Champion on Survivor. He's married. Like again, just like McIntyre nine years ago. Those are things I would never imagine we we're talking about. Augie, yeah. do you still have your John Morrison shirts? I have, I think one. Left. Dig them up; it's, they're back in vogue. <laughs> it's no, it's still worth nothing because it's got that stupid catchphrase on it. But oh, true. What was uh, what was the phrase? I'm gonna eat your lunch sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I think he nailed it. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 that's, this is it exactly. I'm gonna eat your. Lunch, sl- lunch sandwich. <laughs> like typos and everything. Lunch, like lunch sandwich in the business office. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the other thing I love about uh, Johnny on Survivor is like in his interviews, he's like a real and good and vulnerable person, which totally lines up. Like if you ever meet him, like at an indie show, like he's like kind of shy and very humble, and and yeah, it's it's ah so good. Yeah, that's great. It is. I uh, want to point out to the front of this we're going to eat your lunch shirt was uh, a picture of a Bigfoot with John Morrison's face like over it and three monkeys holding up letters that read Jomo Sapiens. <laughs> and that's not the shirt that Augie has, but it should be. <laughs> the shirt that I had, I'm looking it up now, the shirt that I had on the back said the revolution will be televised. They have some other one that says we're going to eat your lunch. That's what there I'm talking is. about, yeah. Uh... We're gonna eat out your girlfriend. I don't think that's a. Augie, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your other site, Augie. <laughs> was private mode. Was that shirt like supposed to be for a tag team with Morrison and the boogie the boogeyman? So where are the Joma sapiens? Boogie? We're gonna eat your lunch. I was still on the girlfriend thing. I'm like, what's the boogeyman eating out some dude's girlfriend for? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I must be. Oh, man. I might pull the trigger on this used $7.99 Jomo Sapien shirt on, e- on eBay. Let me just keep it open just in case. Um, uh, Samantha has slowly and sadly returned to the bedroom, having not been able to talk about Survivor. <laughs> it's our new segment on the show. We talk about Survivor <laughs> at length, and she says nothing. <laughs> I might just make a drop for it. Um, where the fuck were we? <laughs> well, si- well, since well, since we're talking about Johnny Johnny Impact, let's talk about Impact a little bit. I mean, it's not yeah. There hasn't been much since uh, last time because we talked since Bound for Glory, right? Uh, yes, we talked, we talked since Bound, Bound for, for Glory. Glory. They finally moved to 10 p.m. Eastern, which is going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah. Um, but from what I've been seeing, there's been there has been good things. There was a very hot Johnny Impact Phoenix match on there. Yeah, so, uh, uh, and and then uh, and then you got this week, you got Thick Mama Pump Jordan Grace coming in. Yep, Whitney's <laughs> wonderful year of finding talent. You're, you're you're literally the Jim Ross in the '90s of. 2018 with she's 22 i did not know that who's this jordan grace the thick mama thick mama pump girl that i that i drafted she's 22 uh also don't forget the impact just came off the jericho cruise which we sadly have in case you didn't know we did not go on but by all accounts looked to be a lot of fun and hopefully it'll be like a yearly thing. Let's let's if it happens again, let's try to commit to do it, huh? I'll consider it. 
Have you ever been on a cruise? No, so this would be a, a good first one. Just a cruise in general is just great. I'm, I'm a cruising motherfucker. But then you get to cruise and watch great wrestling and get to see your favorite professional wrestler dress up like Yoshi. Was Omega Yoshi? Is, is that right? I don't know. No, yeah. no, no, no. I got it. Omega was Toad. Omega was <laughs> so toad. much better. Sorry. That's yeah, way better. Because <laughs> that means yeah, he can Cody, still be shirtless. Uh, That's great. Cody was Yoshi. Cody was Yoshi. Cody was Yoshi. That's right. Um, yeah. Impact's, Impact's, doing, Impact's doing all right. And then... Um, yeah, we talked about the cruise. Um, man, I'm shocked that we are 54 minutes into this call and everything stayed so positive. Well, <laughs> everything that's going on. We, well, least, I, I know you briefly mentioned it because we talked about Roman Reigns coming out in the beginning, and then you said, oh, what happens about at the end, and you didn't finish talking about it. I mean, I know what happens, but yeah. did we go into more detail on that? You didn't, no. Um, and I, 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 I want to. I don't want to get too deep into, like... I don't know. I'm glad I'm glad we're three weeks removed because well, I just want to take a very quick straw poll from, from everybody that's here at least, and I'll kind of give me peace of mind. Doing that turn that night. Loved it, hated it somewhere in the middle. I think it's genius. Uh, okay. All right. That's one loved it. Rich? I Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was I was on board with it. Okay. Augie, I think you're the same way. Yeah, I loved it. Win. Um, I I liked it. Can I say I liked it? You're in the middle. I, yeah. So yeah. okay. And then I fucking loved it. So uh, congratulations. We are the new Wrestling Observer Show. Um, <laughs> you can catch us every week at the board F4W or whatever. I don't even know the fucking name of the. I think I got that right. Yeah, it's fucking genius. Like, well, and also like I checked out of the episode. Like, like I wasn't watching live, and so when mm-hmm. I caught wind about what happened in the beginning. You know, it was like halfway through the show, so I caught the, you know, the video on demand, basically. And then was like, wow, that's crazy. And then just checked out of the rest of the episode. And then the Discord blew up again, you know, <laughs> in the last 20 yeah. minutes of the episode. And I was like, what the fuck else could have happened? So, what? shocking. <laughs> now, just got to ask, was that planned or was that an audible? I honestly don't know. I, I obviously, if watch building up to it, it was going to happen at some point, whether it be Survivor Series or who knows what. The Survivor Series wasn't even supposed to have the Raw versus SmackDown theme this year. This is an improvisation after everything. Hmm. Um, but, but, but what other night no... of year would Raw superstars face off against SmackDown superstars? <laughs> the Royal Rumble. No, 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 no. But what other year would Raw superstars face off against SmackDown superstars? <laughs> I'm not playing this game with you. <laughs> um, yeah, there was no better time. Do I get people's bugaboos about it sure whatever why no it takes the heat off of or not the heat but like it redirects the story like their wwe becomes in control of the story by having dean and seth it lets life go on exactly Mm -hmm. yes ever been has forever been their thing in in the most negative situation a guy fell off the top of the fucking building and died, and they kept the show going on. A guy murdered his whole fucking family, and a week later, the show was back on. Like, when something like this happens, and it's super controlled, and I'm sure they checked in advance and said, hey, do you mind if we do this night? I'm sure the first person was like, oh, that's pretty fucking tight, was fucking Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fucking yeah. do it tonight. That's great. There's no better time to get people invested in it than right then and there. It's fucking the only time I'll be like, yeah, that's just smart fucking business. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and and the thing that uh, you know we don't know, 
but I would like to think that this would not have happened if Roman wasn't on board. You know? Yeah, that's probably true. Of course. It, it's been handled with, uh, like, eggshells this whole time. There's no way on this night, like, oh, yeah, uh, go cry about it somewhere else. We got we got business <laughs> yeah. to make your kid. <laughs> right. You know, like, no. It, Especially it, from what the, you saw them come out as at the beginning of the show. Like, it kind of put what happened into perspective because it, just the way they're reacting to it, the three of them, that's a fucking iconic image and moment in this business. And then later on the night, we got back into the business of it all and that we got a lot of fucking money to make here. And also, don't forget the fact that those two have some of the best chemistry in the ring of anybody, like, fucking ever, like, legit. Like, my one of my favorite matches of all time is yeah. their FCW match um, that's so goddamn good. The fact that it took us to 2018 to get possibly insane John Moxley Dean Ambrose on the main roster has got me all kinds of mm-hmm. cool girl giggly. The the thing that if anything pissed me off the most was that just the next week it was just kind of a, a lazily written segment. You could say that oh they're just pulling the taffy on this one and just kind of like yeah. you know playing it out but like give us a little something. Give 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 Something, anything. So have they not done uh, anything with it, really? Uh, last week, uh, I didn't watch Raw this week, but the week right after, Rollins came out because he wanted answers, and Dean came out up in the crowd where they would normally come out for the Shield with a mic, and just like struggled. It looked like he like had a toothache or something like that, uh, and just didn't say anything. Yeah, uh, I just I know what happened this week. Yeah, uh, this. This week, uh, Seth got saddled in to defend against AOP in a handicap right. match. Of course, AOP wins. And then Dean comes out and is just like, you want to know why I did it? And then before he can say anything else, Dirty Deeds, gone. So, yeah. So so he's just Sting from like 1998. Kind of right now. I mean, that's the best kind of way to put it. But he's obviously like the other genius part about it was they framed it to where in their situation – you're probably not going to get Ambrose to come out as the hundred percent heel in this situation, and ain't nobody cheering for Dean Ambrose right now. Like they successfully got him over as a full blown heel, when in any other situation, you're probably going to pull some people and make him cool and not get the the genuine reaction to tell the story they want to out of it. So it worked in that regard. But yeah, Rich is right, and the main problem with it is like the fucking shitty structure of the fall WWE schedule. In general now, but especially this year, in that we had three largely non-canon pay-per-views within five weeks of one another that they had to fist fuck into being canon. (laughs) Right. It's already bad enough that they're having to do, like, weekly programming where they, like, kind of make things stretch out anyway. But then to have that many uh, ham-fisted, shoehorned-in pay-per-views that also are the same way, that sucks. Yeah. That don't are that are not going to get us anywhere. And the next pay per view they have that was going to kind of have some semblance of order is now another fucking ham fisted that is fucking yeah. that same fucking fist <laughs> pay per view. I'm really working with this fist fuck thing. Um, <laughs> uh, that now it's Raw versus SmackDown, and the, and the storylines are again stagnant for like another three weeks because it's all about like the cross branding rivalry as opposed to the rivalries that are happening on the own brand so that part doesn't hurt either once we get through this and we get to december and, and clash of champions and into the next year i think it'll start to 
because I don't want this to be over in like a few. Like this should be the Mania program. Like this should get us to Mania. Sure. If, if, if it's booked and 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 written the right way, like honestly, they shouldn't be on TV right now. Like that should have happened, and it should have been like nobody can find Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Renee, where is Dean? I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't find him. And Seth is. I just- checked under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> his favorite place and then when uh and seth like they like seth is like just he's too despondent he's too distraught like we can strip him of the titles like tell that story have them not even be on tv right now like i'm sure they could use the time off because they are the fucking workhorses tell that story instead but unfortunately we don't get that luxury nowadays but i'm still excited for it i mean it's gonna yield to some great matches and some great moments so um I'm glad that you guys are. I figured you would be exactly like how how I was because there was a really weird contingent of people that were like, "Not that night," or you know, this and no, that. Like, those oh, are those that. are people. No, too too emotional. Just like I mean, we're watching like yeah. I it would have been it would have been more shocking if they didn't do it that night. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, from a business standpoint, it's like the the world already like like the story of Roman Reigns at, at that night was already so compelling and interesting that. You know, I'm sure it got a lot of coverage. So then to add the extra nuance of, you know, his boys turning on each other at the end of the exact same night, that that's just a smart business move. Yeah, there's no, uh, those people that stayed through that show to find out, like, most of those people that probably, like, caused whatever bump in ratings there were, were fans that mm-hmm. don't really watch anymore. So they gave the show a chance. Right. And what better fucking way to hook them in oh, than totally. that? Uh, yeah, an actual, yeah, like something with an outcome and stakes and emotional investment, like, totally. Um, speaking of uh, business standpoint, uh, can we all just take solace in the fact that uh, Crown Jewel was one of the worst shows in the history of professional wrestling? <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've been a couple gifts and it looks bad. <laughs> what do you say, Spencer? No, I, all the most I've seen is a couple of gifts and the gifts look fucking terrible. I, as I said in the Discord, I had to purposely seek out. The Shane McMahon winning the best in the world crown jewel world cup fucking whatever tournament. And I had to watch the Brock Braun match because I was like, I read it and I was like, how? Like our, our good friend Tyler Barr, like, you know, he's not really that cantankerous. And when I saw him on the Discord, it's like, fuck this. I was so, like, whoa, really? What, what happened? And then I saw, I was like, oh, he, yeah, he's, he's had every right to be. Really quick, because uh, I haven't really seen it, but I did see a lot of the Instagram posts, and I was wondering how somebody who wasn't even in the Final Four won the fucking thing. Um, can I get a retrospective Rich on this? I don't even know if he can knows. He? Yeah. Uh, he'll do his best. <laughs> <laughs> um, so about 20 guys flew over to Saudi Arabia. And they were going to have uh, this, this tournament uh, for the World Cup. Every World Cup. Of soccer? Of wrestling. Every participant was born within the borders of the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all these matches were going to take place on the same night. So you win your match, you face the winner of whatever the other match is. And so on and so forth until a winner is crowned. The Miz makes it all the way to the finals, representing SmackDown, and then gets taken out, uh, I believe, um, 
because he was going to be in the finals against Dolph Ziggler. That's right. Two homegrown boys from Cleveland <laughs> in the middle oh of a fucking God. desert <laughs> competing for the World Cup of anything <laughs> in 2018. I never even realized this. But they knew that couldn't happen. <laughs> because they saw the prophecy and knew the terrors it would bring. So they had Dolph Ziggler's Scottish compatriot uh, to f- like take out The Miz before the match even started. Oh, tough look for my guy, The Miz. But who? Who on earth will take the place? Because, of course, as we've just spent the last 20 minutes saying, the show must go on. And if there's one thing that the event itself proved... The show will fucking go on. <laughs> so they probably had the the guy who like Miz lost or uh, right. Beat. He probably stepped who, in. Right? Who who was that? Somebody please. Was it Rey Mysterio? Was it uh, Jeff Hardy? Who was what? Who, who, who was it that Miz beat to get to the finals? He beat Jeff Hardy clean, and then mm-hmm. he beat Rey Mysterio basically clean. Even though yes. Orton beat down Mysterio after That's their right. match. Yeah, Miz Miz won his matches. Fair and square. Yeah. So you would think it would be Rey Mysterio, although he suffered a beatdown, so maybe just go down the line. Yeah, back to Jeff Hardy. Uh, instead, uh, your boss takes your place. <laughs> and Shane McMahon comes out in his finest Luke Harper getup. Excuse me. In his finest Matt Hardy getup. <clears throat> Pardon me. Excuse me. In his finest Chris Mullet getup. <laughs> oh, in man. Yeah. No, 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 no. There, yeah, that's- Yep, that's the end right. <laughs> black tank top. And Looking gray ass hair. If I may, if retrospective rich might just be flabbergasted rich for a second. Looking jacked as fuck. You've <laughs> been wearing these goddamn baseball jerseys every fucking WrestleMania and Survivor Series. Fuck you, bro. You're, you're on your fucking dad shit right there, man. He's he's the fourth most jacked dude on SmackDown. I'm not even gonna fact check that. I think he's, he actually might have undersold it. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and then he wins. And then he beats Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> he beats Dolph Ziggler in he, two he, minutes. He beats Dolph Ziggler in, for real? Two, in two minutes, yes. Uh, he kicked yeah. out of a zigzag, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hit a coast to coast. And then... And that was it? And then that was it. And then got one of the... In the past, since the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, we've been seeing a lot of trophies filter in and out of this company. Arguably, probably the better looking trophy that's been commissioned in this trophy era. Mm-hmm. Looks great. It looks like it's actually shiny gold. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's uh, fucking uh, marzipan or whatever. Well, that's what you get when you do business with the Saudis. Um, And then he jaunts around the ring, high-fiving maybe five children. (laughs) He did go. This was very funny because I saw the gif. He did go to the spot where his kids normally are, (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was really funny. And I was expecting his kids to just be there. And it was just like four dudes in glasses. Yeah. yeah. Uh Four dudes wearing glasses inside. Just like, (laughs) all right. And and that is how and that is how Shane McMahon became the best wrestler in the world. It doesn't even make sense. Like <laughs> what? 
Hold on. No. Did everything I say just not make sense? <laughs> like, you could have him... You could make the argument that he could step... Like, you can make the argument that a lot of people could step in. But nobody had just wrestled two other matches in the same night. So, you know what I mean? Like, anyone they brought in would have been a fresh dude who would, like, have to win. Yeah. If I was Dolph Ziggler... Yeah. It could have been anybody. In... in Within this world, yeah, I say no. This is bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like bring me someone who at least wrestled a match. Yeah, like yeah. let me wrestle Kofi or someone. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if he wrestled hey, or not, but he did. But yeah, hey Shane, eat a whole bag of kale and do a hundred push-ups. All right, now let's wrestle. Let's do something. <laughs> yeah, you can't just come out. Like... The one, the one connotation I will give to that, as far as bringing somebody in there, he did say on the SmackDown before. Which this also made no fucking sense. Whichever SmackDown person went to the finals, if they lost, they'd be fired. Oh yes. yeah, that's right. So it's a it's also just a cheap way to get out of like having to go through that storyline quandary. Which is again larger picture reason why I don't ever look forward to these Survivor Series because like. It's all these champion versus champion matches. Same thing when it was like Night of Champions. It's like, well, you don't really want to make one of them look like absolute dog shit or just like worse, but you can't have all these matches go like 15 minutes and be competitive. So you're going to have like shitty endings to stuff. But like, and and the term was bandied about several, several times throughout the day, but is this the most Russo-ass thing to happen in WWE since Russo actually... Was in WWE. <laughs> it it yeah. I think that it is. I think well the whole show like yeah. this yeah. was a straight WCW 2000 show like the weird like Brock squashing Braun because Corbin hit him in the back with a belt and then it's granted it took not squash it took five f fives but still like that, that's not the match to fucking have. How and many? Then, uh, um, and then the how many F5, Club sorry, I have event. to. I have to interrupt you. I'm just curious. Um, what's the equivalent in in F fives of being killed in a garbage compactor? <laughs> Is it six? <laughs> Apparently, Is it six F fives maybe? Or yeah, what's the conversion rate on that? Yeah, or if, if you don't want to do that one, like I don't know, just. What else did he fucking do? Like, he's a fucking god. He's literally like a fucking demon man. I really have a a, a hope that in ten or fifteen years, there's so much ridiculous ridiculousness with Braun Strowman that we literally have to do math on. Okay, so like six swanton bombs equals one falling off of Cobalt Hall on fire. Right. Like, yeah, we'll be able to do some like fucked up like yeah like wrestling algebra. Yeah. Um, well, we'll, we'll get Scott Siner for that, and that will it'll be fine. Um, yeah. No. It's it, and then the main event. I will. So I said I watched those two things, and the most things people are talking about. What most of the gifts you guys have seen are probably from the main event. Yeah. I have not seen a anything but Kane's mask flying off <laughs> and Hilarious. That awkward like Red Rover, Red Rover Irish whip spot on the floor <laughs> that like Taker and Triple H had. I've assumed it was like the worst goddamn thing ever is what yeah. everyone's making it sound like. I and think I've, and I've it, seen the gif of Shawn Michaels accurately stating we're too old for this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have seen Merton Riggs sitting in the corner in Saudi Arabia. That was fun. Yeah. It sucks that, uh, it sucks that Shawn Michaels needed to buy a new home and took the money to do this. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he was the best of the four. Apparently. 
as you could accurately predict. Like that was yeah. easy. That no, no, everyone saw that coming. I I really like uh, the theory that a friend of the show, Dave Johnson, posited in the Discord, as as untrue as it is, that this was the WWE's attempt to producers themselves out of the rest of these Saudi shows. <laughs> They don't give a fuck. I know they don't give a fuck, but I, I just love that idea of like, well, let's put on the worst show we ever could, and maybe they'll just buy us out. And just like the producers, they fucking probably loved it. And Kevin Dunn couldn't let go of his blankie. <laughs> great, great fucking producer's reference. It's, fuck a, great, it's a great reference. I mean, I've, I've always seen a Watson was the remake. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, they, uh, because here's like, all right, so like, there's, there's, they're signed to do like eight more of those, right? I think over 10 years. How Isn't many for real, like, though? Like, is it? Well, I know the contracts <laughs> for 10 years. And okay, I'm sorry. 10 years 100. is so fucking many. Yeah. Considering and, we're in year one. Yeah, yeah. They, they've done two shows there in this. Are they going to do 20 shows? I don't know. I have no I idea. Know. That fucking think sucks of, so bad. Think, think of, <laughs> and think of, it's like <laughs> the fuck, it's wretched. Yeah. Think of what they pulled out year one. They forced Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement. They had a 50 dude Royal Rumble. Hulk Hogan is back. And this is year one. Yeah. What the fuck else do they want? I guarantee you Hogan will work a they, match over there. They had I, to find a Yokozuna supplement, <laughs> supplant. Um, they literally tried to call the Renegade and found the Renegade was also dead like the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Rest in peace to both. I, uh, um, I I did uh, under the reasons for canceling my uh, network subscription. I did include this. doing deals with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I included this and also mentioned option? the fact that like <laughs> yeah, little, yeah, one of the little radials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the right yeah, working with terrorists and murderers. Yeah, <laughs> Do they like and Saudi Arabia. Like, why can't they just watch new wrestling? New wrestling? Say, no, they're still Why tape they watch new wrestlers? Yeah, they're just are they just they only have VCRs over there, just watching tape shit. Well, no, because if this gets us, apparently... it, I'm sorry, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. But if this gets us a Terry Funk exploding barbed wire match, yeah, no, I would watch a Terry Funk exploding barbed wire match. And <laughs> you Arabia. know, Anita's ass will come out of retirement for the 438th <laughs> time to go over and do a barbed wire match in Saudi Arabia. I mean, if um, if fucking WWE wants to get cute with it, like, well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, Augie, so I think this, I think I saw like the Saudi prince, like, is like a big wrestling fan from a kid. So, like, that's why he asked for the Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna and Hulk Hogan, because that's who he fucking knows. Uh, so, but, all right, but well, we did it. All right, cool. Now I'm on the, their normal fucking shows, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, or no, Saudi Arabia and normal, those two things go hand in hand. <laughs> Well, hopefully we don't have to deal with it for a little while. I mean, like I, I, as much as I hate it, like I just don't want to have to deal with. Like if they're gonna do that contract, then like don't have them be fucking network specials. Don't have them be like mm. like we have to deal with like the promotion and the fucking like just go over there and do well, fucking that's tour and then it's over with. Well, no, but that's that's literally the entire like plan that because that's not the only company and yeah. entity that that Saudi Arabia made them deal with. Yeah, it's part of like yeah. a PR campaign uh to like 
Oh, so it's probably in the contract that it has to be network yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, I see. That's that's their end of the bargain. Right. Like, that's what they're getting out of this. They're not just like fulfilling childhood booking. Like, this is they're trying to put the good foot forward for the world. That's why at Greatest Royal Rumble, the promo was like so just over the fucking top. Um, and you know, there have been other companies that have have made similar deals, and then in the the wake of all this stuff, backed out of those deals. Uh, it it can happen. So when WWE w- wants to release their statement saying that like other companies were upholding this, well, like other companies, you could also not. So it's it's it it's, it's unfortunate. But like, yeah, as as an adult with limited funds, I never thought I'd have to like take this kind of stuff into consideration when like using my own money that I don't have that much of. But this is what played a role in that. Like, it's. I wanted to not feel like anything like, you know, like I, I, I don't really watch that much anymore. Like right. I've got the subscription cause I missed the, the billing cycle till the end of the month. So I'm going to catch war games, which I'm glad about. I'm thinking about getting Hulu cause NXT is still on Hulu. Um, nice. cause like you do the mental gymnastics, you or not even the mental gymnastics, but you just do the, 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 the reasoning with yourself of like, well, I still want to support the guys I want to support. Like there's still a lot of good people in the company and so on and so forth. And the hope is on my end is that like if enough of a financial change is made to where it can like impact the bottom line on a consumer end, then that will that lowering of the tide will at least make other companies, you know, for those stars like more uh, viable. Do you think that they like I'm going to say Vince, but I'm using Vince as like a placeholder for the people who are in charge of this sort of thing. Yeah. We're sitting there and thinking like, yeah, this, this is going to be an unpopular deal for some of our, our subscribers and we know we're going to lose some people. And it's unpopular for people in the company too. Well, that, but so, so it's like, okay, well, we're just going to make sure that our bottom line that we're getting from this deal covers whatever costs we can foresee. Sure. So then like <laughs> you and me and people like that leaving yeah. the network, they were like, yeah, we knew you were going to. Yeah. I mean, that is like, I guess... Uh, uh, it doesn't change the fact that you should still do it. Right. But yeah, it, it, like the hope is that it's more than they anticipated. Yeah, you right. know, if they were anticipating it, it's yeah. I mean, what good is the influence if you lose the audience base yeah. to influence? Yeah. So I don't know. It's I'm complicated. Off my fucking soapbox or whatever. It is complicated. Like all these things are, are more complex than they've ever been. Right. And well, especially because like NBC, I'm sure is part of some you know, giant conglomerate that I'm sure is like literally giving them, you know, like weapons or something. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I'm going to subscribe to Hulu. Yeah. Like, like there's only like (laughs) three companies in the fucking world and they're all all Saudi Arabian. Yeah, exactly. So like fucking whatever, but also Hulu's cheaper and there's more shows. So yeah, you know, I have the money to do it now. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. But I wanted to really burp loud there because like fuck it all. But (laughs) I'll edit Augie's burp from before we started right there for you, Rich. <laughs> Thank you. That's why Augie did it. Augie, you know, group mind. Got to ADR um, that burp. Augie, Augie always knows we might you need a burp at any moment. Yeah. Um, if uh, well, I don't think there's much else wise. Uh, the part two of Ultima Lucha Quattro uh, just wrapped up as we were recording this. I'm severely behind because I do not have El Rey anymore with my <laughs> provider. Uh, so I've read the recap, and it is absolutely insane. And if I read this out loud, you wouldn't even believe me on what happened. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I want to say it, but I, do, I know, Rich, you're still trying to catch up, right? I mean, I'm getting spoilers here and there anyway, so you might as well. Okay. I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible. This is insane. So this is the end can, of... Can, really, can, yes. before you do this, where did the, the previous season end off? Who was champion and just to... So, well, I mean, like season... season. Well, I would even do a frame of reference because we did the season premiere on the podcast, Aztec Warfare 4, we did. Pentagon was champion. Pentagon was the first one to retain. Pentagon literally beat everybody until finally Marty the Moth came back uh, from his broken arm and beat Pentagon in underhanded ways to win the title. All right, okay. so, so no other context. Go. Sure. Uh, so El Dragon Azteca and Phoenix went to a two out of three falls match. Melissa Santos uh, helped uh, Phoenix win. Phoenix is possessed because uh, he got killed by Mil Mortes. Uh, <laughs> uh uh, with Melissa Santos leaving due to personal reasons, Antonio Cueto debuted the new uh, ring announcer, Shaw Guerrero, L.A.K.A. What? Raquel Diaz. Uh, A.K.A. Aiden English's wife. Oh. Yep. Uh, uh, A.K.A. the least talented Guerrero. Oh, no, sorry. I scratched that because Famous Beach tried to interrupt her and Chavo Guerrero Jr. came out <laughs> and helped Shaw Guerrero. <laughs> uh, the Mac beat Mil Mortes in a death match. Whoa. Uh, wow. The sacrifice to the gods happened between Matanza and Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo was given the gauntlet of the gods by Aerostar the previous week that Cage used to have, what? which is basically an infinity gauntlet that gives you the power of the gods. Oh, I know what that uh, is. How did Aerostar well, get it? Yeah. <laughs> Aerostar well, has no, 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 I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't, no, don't no, want to no, 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 no. Go. I'm going to get there. We have, he has several amulets. Uh, Johnny hit a top rope. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Sakara has been replaced. Uh, yeah. Johnny hit a top rope Superman punch with the gauntlet, pinning Damn. Matanza. Afterwards, Aerostar confronted Johnny, telling him he has to give the gauntlet up or he'll also be possessed by a god. Johnny claims that no one inhabits his perfect body but him, so he gives the gauntlet back. And then a, uh, a Sierra Miedo match was the main event, only the second one ever between Pentagon and Marty the Moth. It involved chairs, trash cans, candlesticks, barbed baseball bats, forks, gasolines, and tables. Uh, Pentagon won, then uh, uh, Chelsea Green, or Reclusa, her spider gimmick, on Lucha, came out to attack Pentagon. Vampiro helped him, then Vampiro turned on Pentagon again before another Max Luchador came out, who is Vampiro's master, attacked Pentagon, and then the Gift of the Gods champion came in and cashed out on Pentagon. Of course, the new Gift of the Gods champion is the savage Jake Strong, who is Jack oh, Swagger. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Jack Swagger ended the season as your Lucha Underground <clears throat> champion. Now, if you know Ultima, if you know Ultima Lucha, at the end of every Ultima Lucha, you have the post-credit scenes. In the sewers, King Cuerno, Aerostar, and El Dragon Azteca Jr. discuss the next step for the Gift of the Gods. Uh, Black Lotus somehow has the gauntlet. Uh, Black Lotus, who has not been seen for over two seasons, uh, confronts Matanza with the gauntlet of the gods and kills Matanza. And I Hence why Jeff Cobb is what? now in ROH. Uh, Black Lotus gives the gauntlet back to Azteca, but Jake Strong attacks him, breaks his ankle, and takes the gauntlet for himself. Taya, who I've not mentioned this whole time, has a new outlook on life. This is post-credits? It's all post-credits. But uh, some girl named Rosa, I don't know, I think that's Thunder Rosa, which is Cobra Moon's other gimmick. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Everyone plays like four different characters. Possesses <laughs> Taya, attacks Johnny, and now Taya's a god. Um, <laughs> Antonio Antonio Cueto, Cueto, Dario Cueto's dad, who's played by the same actor, 
Vampiro's <laughs> master, Jake Strong, and Agent Winter, who, if I'm not mistaken, is played by Godfrey the Comedian. <laughs> Hell yeah! Also, you're going to tell me Peter Sellers is Aerostar. I'm going to be like, yeah, of course. That sounds right. <laughs> you never go full Aerostar. Um, uh, meet with their lord. Of course, their lord is the guy who's been in the limo with the gauntlet for the past two seasons. Basically like the Inspector Claw of Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all these people are in cahoots informing uh, Strong informs uh, them of everyone's de- of Matanza's death. And the lord uh, reveals his plot to take over the world. And the lord is revealed to be Wade Barrett. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Then, you... And then finally, yes. Go, and then no, finally, no, no. Aerostar... No, no, do you want to chime in before I read the last no, sentence? Because we're go, also go. still not done. Uh, Aerostar brought the immortality amulet to the funeral of Dario Cueto, reviving him. <laughs> I told you they're going to be fucking amulets. You just... You amulets. did not read off Ultima Lucha. You just read to us the crossover fanfic of mm. Avengers 4 and Winds of Winter, the yet-to-be-completed <laughs> Game of Thrones book. Basically. That's essentially what that is. That is... Yeah. That sounds like... Uh, that sounds like so much fun to write. I wish yeah, you no, wouldn't have reminded me, though, um, that the new Game of Thrones book still isn't out. Because I had forgotten. Yeah, oh no. You, don't, don't expect... <laughs> you, know, a, you know the thing, like, when you fall asleep on a car trip and you, like, wake up, you're like, oh, we're here. Like, I was doing that. <laughs> I want to give solid props to SlyGuy46 on Reddit, who po- who did the post-Lucha Underground discussion thread on the Lucha Underground subreddit for that just yeah. wonderful, incredible recap. That's yes. only part two. I know part one was last week. Killshot got unmasked and just literally just like... Oh, shit. Who was he? Uh, <laughs> Peter Sellers. <laughs> like I almost answered you. <laughs> you almost got me. Uh, what else happened? Uh, the Reptile Tribe are still... Uh, trios champions... Um, and what's the other match? Oh, and Taya like killed Ricky Mundo, but who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, Lucha, Lucha is good. So season five will have Wade Barrett and Jack Swagger. <laughs> Shout out to WWE 2011, baby. Yeah. Again, uh, what year is it? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the perfect point to end this news podcast because there ain't no other wrestling news to mm-hmm. talk about, baby. I the. The only other thing I would bring up is just the weird Evolve shows that are coming to the Chicagoland area. Dude, you're going to have a fucking blast. We always had a good time well, going to Evolve, but now... I mean, I don't know that we're going to make it. They're this weekend, I don't think we're going to make it out because they're like way out in the suburbs and we haven't even bought tickets or anything like that. But they're... they're I mean, I guess Evolve is just now like a legitimate like NXT developmental territory. It's the super... Not even devel- developmental. It's like the super feeder... And it's also just like, look, Street Profits, we have nothing for you guys right now. Do you want to go, like, give some pile drivers and work? <laughs> like, that's basically <laughs> what I feel like it is. Same with Fabian Eichner. These are dudes that yeah. they like, who they want to give looks to, but NXT and the main rosters is too jam-packed. Also, go, Ono's going to be on those shows. Mustafa uh, Ali's going to be on Ali's that show. Be on the show. Uh, that's going to be they're, pretty tight. They're also going to be doing, like, freelance crossovers as well. So, like... Yeah. Because uh, Mustafa Ali was the freelance right. Like, well, but also champ for a while. Uh, like Isaiah Vasquez and the current uh, champ. and GPA are going to be having a, a free a match for the freelance title. Like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know it's out there, but like the card to that one evolve show this weekend with looks so fucking sick. The one on um, 
the one on Saturday, just so if I can entice you guys any more. Because also, every time we go to Evolve, we, like, just end up, like, hanging with dudes. Oh, Rich, you know Maxwell Chicago retired, like, three years ago? I had a feeling he did, but I didn't look it up. But It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just the Street Profits versus AR Fox and Leon Ruff. Mustafa Lee and Darby Allen, who's having an all-time year. Cassius Ono Darby and Allen. Shane Strickland. Like... It's a good show. It's a really good show. You guys should go. Check the map, goof. Check the map, goof. Um, <laughs> also, because you know, you honestly don't know who's going to show. Also, Dan Matha might be there. Oh, Maybe shit. We got to get go. tickets, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Back Me that close? No. I'm not going to Dan Matha, <laughs> Dan Matha. <laughs> I like the dreamer. You just fucked up both your producer's <laughs> joke and whatever other good reference you had with that joke. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podswoggle, wrestling podcast entertainment. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the other one in our network of shows. If you like uh, all the Arcade Audio podcasts, go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. Let us know um, how you feel by writing us a review. Five stars. Get your podcast automatically by subscribing. You also send us your thoughts at podswoggle at gmail.com and the podswoggle mailbag yeah. and the podswoggle mailbag arcadeaudio.net slash podswoggle mailbag. Rich, gotta, do you have anything? Yeah, yeah. You started going into the plugs. I'm like, motherfucker, I got my goddamn Gmail app just open here. Fucking dang. Get there in just a second. I'm going to do the plugs and we'll get back to it. If we okay, have a couple fine. we want to save for next week that aren't super time sensitive, we'll kind of split them up because we're recording next week's episode now too. Follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, of course, Twitch, as I mentioned, next Wednesday, which uh, the date of that is November 14th, 8.30 Eastern, the possible title tournament on WWE 2K. I did want to share a couple developments with that. As of right now, I'm still working hard. Of course, we have Kenny Omega versus uh, Kanye West for the, the championship. Thanks a lot, Augie. You might make Kanye the champion right out of the fucking gate. Um, we also have uh, Rick Rude versus Ronald McMcIntyre. Um, which is uh, Ronald McDonald with Drew McIntyre's moves, uh, Montez Ford versus Spot <laughs> Monkey, and Brutus Beefcake versus the Burger King. But as I as I've mentioned before, Spencer, when the game is new, sometimes things haven't hit. So I have not been able to find a Burger King yet. I'm I'm trying my best. I know there'll be one eventually. I'm hopeful in the next <laughs> week someone makes a Burger King. But don't be surprised if you get a text from me in a few days asking it for something else. You know, do you have someone in mind who, that you would use? Do you? Yeah. The real Burger King. The true Burger King. Dave Thomas. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> That'll be much easier to find. <laughs> Fuck. I'll write it down. Like, like, I'll look for it. Like, stranger things have happened. Um, so yeah, so just so that's what's happening there. And also, uh, at any hour, if you're not following us on Twitch... <laughs> Make sure you are, because at any hour of any yeah. day, you may get the opportunity to watch a live stream of the P1 Pinnacle. Uh, if, if you didn't listen to was the last week or the week before show, we picked our participants for our round-robin tournament on Fire Pro Wrestling. Uh, you know, most of this is going to be available on YouTube. So the schedule I'm kind of working out with Tope is that every Monday uh, for the next some odd 11, 12, 13 weeks, as soon as Raw is over, so at 11, 15 eastern standard time when raw is finished go over to youtube and there'll be a new episode of the p1 pinnacle live i'm oh, not live but it'll be on youtube 
But if you're not following Podswoggle on Twitch, uh, whenever I'm live streaming it and recording it, you might just be in there watching it as it happens. The first two nights have been absolutely insane. Some incredible matches. Everybody's uh, looking pretty good so far, I will say, in terms of the field. I won't give away too much. Everyone's on the board in terms of our, our individual teams. Uh, so, yeah, so make sure you're following us on, on YouTube and Twitch for the P1 Pinnacle. This stuff has been absolutely incredible. Augie, you ended up, I told you, you end up with Jackie Chan instead of Bruce Lee, George Takai, or Pat Morita, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I asked you, and you're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I want to make sure. Uh, cool. Um, Rich, what's that mailbag? <clears throat> uh, this mailbag letter is from uh, Habert the Babert. Hey, Swaggle Squad. Habert the Babert here. Put this question in the Discord, but I think it would be a good discussion topic on the show. And since Tope kind of, and this is me now, Tope kind of handled the bulk of that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, my question is, has Money in the Bank run its course I find that with the exception of Seth Rollins, every briefcase winner for, of the past five or so years has benefited, uh, hasn't benefited at all from being the briefcase holder. And in many cases, they end up being worse off than before. Strowman, Corbin, Carmella, Sheamus, Sandow, Bliss, Orton. None of them gained anything from the briefcase. Some possible reasons why. 13 years after the first one, the shock factor of a cash-in has worn off. You can only swerve us so many times before we get used to the swerve. Another reason, it has gotten stale. There's barely anything left to do with it that wouldn't feel like retreading old ground. Another reason, it makes booking harder because you can't go uh, you can't go a year span of booking without having to fit it into a cash-in somewhere. Another reason, because of that, winners have <clears throat> recently uh, been seemingly picked on the day of with no foresight as to when or where they will actually cash in. And when they do it, it feels anticlimactic. When I can guarantee you that when they decided Carmella would be Money in the Bank winner, they had no actual intention of making her champion. I think that everyone would be better off if the concept was put on the shelf for a few years, at least until people started to miss it again and it will feel fresh. What do you guys think? I'll tell you what I think. I think Haber the Baber is applying to Money in the Bank what he should be applying to the company as a whole. I, I think the... The idea of a money in the bank contract is a good one. Speaking as a relatively new fan, so maybe uh, maybe I have a different um, perspective than y'all. Um, but I think the idea of just like this X factor throughout the whole year is a cool concept. Um, and yeah, like if they didn't just like fuck shit up constantly, like he's point. He has some excellent examples. Every single person he named was like, "Yeah, why did y'all do nothing with them and with them and with mm -hmm. them?" So I think it's just the co it's the company's fault. It's the the writing is what it boils out. It's it, it's always the writing. It's the writing. It's the writing. It's the writing. It's the people in charge. They fucking suck at writing something intricate like this. Yeah, wasn't that yeah. like a famous uh, uh, debate line from like an old presidential debate? It's the writing, stupid. <laughs> yeah, show Probably. me the show me the money. It's the economy. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree largely with a lot of it. I think uh, conceptually it can still work. I kind of would like if it would evolve in some way, like if they made it for the secondary title instead and it was a platform for there to be more meaning on the undercard. Um, the original concept of Money in the Bank was supposed to be, as Jericho came up with it, like a Holly, I think it was like the Hollywood Dream briefcase or something because it was like WrestleMania 21. And the winner got like one wish. It was basically like a magic lamp. 
And originally, like, RVD was going to win and bring back ECW. So, like, it should not necessarily be about the title. Like, and maybe it's a, a means to an end for a big-ass feud to culminate. Maybe it's I an think end that's for... the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like, they can't even write in a cash-in well. You want them to bring back ECW? Or, I, mean, well, no, no, I know no, you're no, speaking no, no. hyperbole, but you know what I mean? Like, they no, can't that's, even that's, book that's... a fucking match, let alone something yeah. cool like that. That's Well, but I mean, like, you can come up with, like... Instead of force feeding it into the same situation every single year, this is about our main storyline and our main championship. What if somebody were to win it and it's about their individual program that they already have going on? Yeah, sure. Like if and you can even have guys like announce it ahead of time, like what they want. Like this year, if you who the fuck you had, you had Kevin Owens in it. Like this year, if he won, Shane McMahon's banned from WWE. This year, if he wins. Uh, Nakamura gets AJ one more time in, in a specialty match. Like each guy has a different stake in it that's just a title, like a title opportunity. Like, like yeah, it's interesting. It, it has to evolve at some point. Like you have to make it be something that it hasn't been since the jump. Because as Toby said, the only thing that's left to do it is have a guy win the title while he still has the briefcase. That's like literally the only thing they haven't done. Yeah, so, I mean, with, there's there's a few other things. Sorry, yeah, uh, this is going on to Witten next. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a few other things. But also, at the end of the day, like, yeah, like it's it's your toy. Like you made the toy. Play with the toy. Yeah, uh, Witten. Any any th- uh, differing thoughts? No, you guys you guys have made all the points I want to. So, and Augie. Nah, I agree with you guys. I mean, I. I... I kind of agree with Habert, but at the same time, it's like I kind of like that idea of just a one magical wish, and it's just make it easy like that. Just you know, like you mentioned before, where you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to label it beforehand because I think that's a lot of explanation for the amount of people that are in a fucking money in the bank match or something like that. But um, whatever, yeah, just have it be. Yeah, you get one wish. That's it. Yeah, hey, you're, hey, Habert, you're, you're just like a Latin. That's yeah. <laughs> the only reason. Hey, Habert's not wrong. Movie. But Habert's not wrong. He, like everything's pointing out is totally right. Because it is. It's, it is kind of fucking boring. Like you know, you, they come up with the, the briefcase, and you know they're gonna have to beat up a bunch of jobbers for a few months until you know they come up with some fucking storyline. And then, and this is me that I never fucking watch, and I'm already like, there's a stupid fucking formula to it, and you're just like, hey, I don't care. Yeah, you gotta it's, you gotta subvert expectations. And yeah, yeah if they if they it, make it more like the IWGP fucking whatever, what's the name of that briefcase that they win? The, the, climb, the, the G1 Climax, climax briefcase. The Climax yeah. case. <laughs> yeah, that, they can cash it in for, for any uh, title shot. So, yeah. there you and go. They like, also, it gets defended. If it gets regularly defended, like yeah. this year yeah. when Braun had to defend against KO is the first time it had been defended. In, I think they said like nine, ten years. Like, yeah, there you go. Have, like, give the guy, like, like some drama. Is like, is he actually going to get to keep it? You yeah, know, like, there's, there's so many easy we're things. examples yeah. of this concept elevated because same thing with gifts, gift to the gods. Sure. You know, like it's yeah. so simple. Like, and without like, like your idea of this, this wish thing is a cool idea. And like, there's nothing wrong with that idea. But even if we don't want to go that far, there's so many little things you could do to make it not, you know, boring. Make it a gauntlet that you can wear on your fist instead of a briefcase or an amulet. Right. Those are in, in wrestling right now. And then bring back <laughs> Wade Barrett and fucking, Wade Barrett should have won Money in the Bank literally on six different occasions. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they were going to give Wade Barrett Money in the Bank, he broke another bone or got another <laughs> flu, and he was out. <laughs> so now it's okay. Now he's the lord of the universe. He's going to take over everything. I think that's where I all knew this was going. Um, 
on the on an upcoming episode of Podswoggle, Samantha and I did a What Culture Rumble where we got to see Weird Barrett knock out Zach Gibson. So that's going to be fun for oh, all cool. of you guys. Man, yeah. that almost sounded like you said Weird Barrett, and I love that gimmick much more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can pull it off, it'd be him. He got bad news over What would Weird Barrett do? <clears throat> Anything. Oh, it's so good. So weird. Dear weird Barrett impersonation, Rich. Weird Barrett. Uh, oh, that kind of weird. I don't know. I was picturing like turn of the century, like H.P. Lovecraft kind of like. Oh, like sci-fi. Weird Barrett. Right. Weird in the same oh. way like a mad scientist is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I you're right. Just, you're right. I was expecting Wade Barrett, but just like the most random shit. Like he comes out for his match, but like he's dressed like a flamingo. It's like, what's up with? Oh, yeah. Weird Barrett. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say to yourself before every. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Why did he just um, pin his opponent Wyatt. with a tuba? I'm Weird Barrett, and I'll buy that apple from you if you eat half of it first. Is that a little wrestling? I don't know. It's catering, dude. Like, it's all free. Uh, don't worry, everybody. I'm downloading Wade Barrett, creator wrestlers, and making them weird for next month. <laughs> that is awesome. So it's, it's first come, first serve on Weird Barrett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we ain't doing final thoughts. Fuck this. <laughs> for Bob Swoggle and Weird Barrett, we're swogging off. I hope I haven't used that song. I probably. Oh, he has like 900 core yeah. theme songs, right? Didn't? How many variants? I'm going to play every core variant right now. Gosh, there's like seven. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there <are> a lot. <laughs> I can't wait for Weird Barrett to wrestle Dookie Balloons. I've had enough. I'll make them say they'll never take another drop of blood from me. And judge you all. One final bow. I'll be your end of days. But in the streets, the royals fall. I will do what I must until I see them crawl. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.